if Todd held a gun to your head and said, you're playing fantasy football in the KFFSC next year, well, that's going to happen because I'm going to send him the gun. (laughs) Hi, I'm Todd Farmer. And I'm Sam Wright. And this is What Should You Ask? All right, so today we're talking about fantasy football. So, Todd, you don't do fantasy football, do you? (laughs) I have in years past. My son's in a league, at least one league, maybe two. I don't do fantasy football league. I do a Pickums league, a suicide league. You don't do a fantasy football league? No, I have not. I'm going to, I'm getting back in it, but my son and I converse about fantasy football daily. Got it. I don't. I can barely keep my cell phone charged, and so I just don't know that I should add something else to obsess about. So I, I tell you, you're a TV watcher, right? Yeah. One of the funniest comedy shows I've watched it. You told me about the it already. League. Yeah, it was great. The league. It okay. peaked in the first few seasons. Yeah, the league is about a bunch of middle aged guys who don't really have anything enjoyable in their life anymore, <laughs> other than fantasy football, <laughs> and. The, the pranks that they go through to, you know, sabotage the other person. And uh, what was the name of the um, trophy? The Sheba? They had a trophy that the person <laughs> got to carry around. Oh, the funniest thing about fantasy football, I was reading the other day. There's a first place award, but there's also a last place punishment. Okay. And the best one, the last place punishment is the Waffle House Challenge. So if you come in last in your league, you have to spend 24 hours in a Waffle House. And for every waffle that you eat, you get an hour off of your time. That's fine. Do you think you could eat 24 waffles? I could. No, I'd probably take some uh, sleep medication with me. And sleep in the booth. (laughs) Sleep in the booth for a couple hours. But uh, I was, there was a chronology of someone posted online about their 24 hours of Waffle House and how they were feeling after like waffles number three, five, and nine. Mm. You know, the funny thing, this is morphed into, you know, we're turned into a a, uh, society of degenerate gamblers. There's fantasy golf, fantasy baseball. You know, you can bet on tennis now. You can bet on tennis. Yeah. I mean, you can bet on anything. You can bet on anything. Like you can bet, well, really, you know, football and some of these sports have really just blown up. Since they since states have started legalizing gambling, yeah. you can bet on how many free throws is a person going to have in a yeah. in a basketball game. It's crazy. Yeah. Today on what should you ask? Our guest is Farrell Elliott. He is the owner and commissioner of the Kentucky Fantasy Football League. We will be talking about fantasy football and drafts. Keep listening to what should you ask. I've always prided myself on being a hard worker, but thanks to the accident, I can't even get out of bed. I need help, but I don't even know where to start. Talk to attorneys Farmer and Wright right away. The more recent the accident, the easier it is for them to investigate, defend you, and get compensation. I've never had to get a lawyer before. Isn't the insurance company going to help? You can't always rely on insurance companies. That's why you need Farmer and Wright. Go online to FarmerWright, that's right with a W, dot com. Welcome back. I'm Todd Farmer. And I'm Sam Wright. Thanks for joining us on What Should You Ask? All right. Today we have Farrell Elliott. He is the owner and commissioner of the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. And that organization is over 20 years old and has a $25,000 grand prize. So first, 
Well, tell me, how did you get to be the owner commissioner of the Kentucky Fantasy Football League? Well, you know, that that's a great question, guys. I have been involved in football my entire life, ever since walking off the college campus down in western Kentucky, Murray State. I went to graduate school at Ole Miss. Football has was always my, I mean, I was trying to find a way to get into professional football. I could not get in as a player. So I looked at the business side from a very, very young age. And I started my career as an NFL player agent and continue to do so 38 years later. But I was introduced to fantasy football when I went to an event in Las Vegas. And that was that coincided with uh, the birth of uh, casinos here across the river in Indiana. And I said, this would be a wonderful to bring to the region, to bring to our area an event like what we have in Las Vegas, but with a lesser fee to join and more of a regionalized event. What I was not expecting uh, and what has been fuel for our growth over the years was that the national players would follow me here. And and so our event is three days at Caesar Southern Indiana uh, at the end of August. We have one day in Cincinnati at the Hard Rock Casino. And we draft online throughout the month of August to right up to the start of the season. So this will probably tell you how old I am, Farrell. My first fantasy football year, it was so long ago that you had to buy the magazines. You remember the uh-huh. magazines? Yeah, yeah. And we had to do the draft, <laughs> and it had all the points. And the that was my first fantasy football. So you, what you've got here, you've got one casual football fan, and you've got one football <laughs> junkie. Okay. Yeah, Todd, I think it, that we could describe you as intense. Yeah. It, right. Yeah. 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 Well, Todd, you're exactly where you ought to be, and and then Sam, we have uh, there's opportunity for growth. Well, I like money. What, I saw twenty five thousand dollars for something. Right. <laughs> we we have counseling services and therapy for you to get up to speed, <laughs> so we can we can work with you on that. But you know, fantasy football guys, you were obviously very involved and very passionate about it to buy those magazines, put together your statistics, count it all up, declare your winner in your basement leagues. And a lot of our guys go back to that time. Uh, You know, what you have now is our platform is very, very good uh, at the internet, at the internet at uh, at KFFSC.com that we utilize our, our playing platform and our stats provider. Very, very good at top of the line. And that that's what you need for real-time scoring. You know, you used to have to go look in the magazine. Now you can turn on real-time scoring, see where you are, your division, where you are within the league uh, based on any play that you see on television. So, Farrell, let me ask you a question. For some of our listeners out there, give us the basics on what exactly is fantasy football in these fantasy football leagues. So like, give us your elevator pitch. That's the way, that's where everybody is tempted to turn off the show right there. Because people <laughs> start talking about event. But it really, um, I think a good example is a friend of mine. He, he's the, the postmaster here. And I got to know him well because I'd be going in and, and seeing him every day. He says, I've never played fantasy football. I'm an Eagles fan. I said, well, this is good that you've never played fantasy football. Because you don't have any junk in your head. You don't have any predetermined biases that are going to keep you from being successful in a major contest. You're a bright guy. You're going to show up, get the lay of the land, and you'll eventually do well. He says, well, I'm an Eagles fan. I I want to root for my team. I don't want to root for fantasy players. And you can do both. I explained to him, I said, look, 
You go to a restaurant, you order steak and potatoes. Just because you're eating the potatoes doesn't mean the steak's any good. It's a situation where you are involving yourself with football. And he came back two years later. He says, you know, I used to watch all the Eagles games and, you know, I would glance at the other games. He says, now I sit in my living room. Every game has some type of importance to me. I connect with football. I enjoy it better. This is the greatest thing ever. Here's a question that I've got, how much this has changed. When when I first started, there was really only one kind of league. This is how mm-hmm. this thing has exploded. You know, first of all, Sam, you don't realize this, but fantasy football is so big. When you go to an NFL game now, they are running fantasy stats on the scoreboard as the NFL games are going on. Uh, it is everywhere. But so what about – but now there's all these different kind of leagues, and I really – I've got a 17-year-old who's turned into a junkie as well. And tell me about the different, like a quarterback-driven league, a non-quarterback-driven league. What are what are the basic kind of different formats? Well, that's the first thing that a fantasy player should do in joining any league is to dig into the rules. That'll make you understand how you should acquire players and how you should value them. Now, most of – I don't like gimmicky rules, uh, but – um, again, without putting the audience to sleep, in, in our KFFSC, we reward six points for a rushing and receiving touchdown, four points for a passing touchdown, which means that the quarterbacks are not elevated to your top of uh, the first two or three rounds in the draft. What you're going to see in most placement leagues is all court, all uh, scoring is is six points. And in that case, you're very interested in connecting with the Tom Brady that threw for 50-plus touchdowns last year, uh, Mahomes who runs and throws for touchdowns, same with Josh Allen. So you're going to join, you're going to grab them earlier in the draft. However, um, what you wish for in high-stakes fantasy football, which is what this is, and, you know, our buy-in for a team and our main event where we had 720 teams last year is $300. Uh, in Las Vegas at the FFPC, a league where the winning prize is $1 million, Sam, and we pay our top wow. five finishers get a bid to play in that. Their entry fee is $2,000. So, but those are still within the, within the, the scope of high stakes fantasy football. So, Farrell, let me ask you a question. So, if somebody wanted to get into this, but they don't have 10 hours over the weekends to obsess about it and tinker mm-hmm. with it, mm-hmm. Todd, um, how, I mean, <laughs> what's your suggestion? Because, I mean, I read rules all day, every day. They're codified in the bankruptcy code and the in the mm-hmm. U.S. statute. So, what, what, what can I do? Well, our fantasy, our fantasy football rules will take you about two to three minutes. Okay. What you want to take, what you want to take from them is how that applies to the players. So if I were saying, you know, Todd, if, if, if Todd held a gun to your head and said, you're playing fantasy football on the KFFSC next year, well, that's going to happen because I'm going to send him the gun. But <laughs> you, 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 gotta, you, you, you have so many tools. You can come look at uh, previous draft boards to see what the other players are doing. And you say, aha, I really like this player, but to get him, I'm going to have to take him earlier. This doesn't take a lot of hours. So, it, okay, Sam, whenever you're ready for me to jump into the weeds, I'm ready to get into the weeds. Let me ask this. one more question. 
so do you, what do you have to pay to get into the KFFSC? Like, what do you pay to get 25 yeah, uh, shot at it? You, it's $300 a, a team. Now, it, and you can play one team. You can come. Our, our live draft starts on Friday and doesn't end until Sunday night. You can come and play around the clock. How many rounds are you, is your draft typically? 20, 20. And that usually will cover just about all of the skill players in the league that you can you can expect to contribute in a statistical way on Sunday in a, in a significant way. And it will also give you room to put together players that you see may not be a starter from week one, but may have great promise to be a contributor towards the end of the season. And you'll find basement leagues and you know people that'll play They'll play a 16-team uh, roster. We're going to play a 20-team roster. And so a knowledge of the depth charts this of is, teams in the NFL oh, is important. I, hold on. Hold right. on. I'm sorry to interrupt you. But, like, so let me ask you a question. I mean, just I'm just – you know how when you go to Churchill Downs and as you're walking in, these mm-hmm. guys print these tip sheets? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Do they yep. make those for fantasy football where I could just of buy course. the tip sheet, plug it in, and take my money? <laughs> if you were to – Go to Google right now and Google fantasy football cheat sheets. Yeah, you, I mean, you, you, yes, and you would you would actually come across one that says, "Put in your rules, your scoring rules, and we'll generate a cheat sheet for you." But I'm going to ask you to generate your own cheat sheet by just looking at what's happening around you. For instance, uh, the guy that's putting his cheat sheet together uh, in Los Angeles. He's not going to make. Um, he's not going to to put uh, into his logarithm an idea that Wandale Robinson, University of Kentucky's elite receiver that went to the New York Giants, uh, is likely to be picked at the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship higher than he would be uh, in Las Vegas or yeah. somewhere else. So, yeah. so you have to play within your local uh, regional. Uh, understanding of the community that you're in. So it, it's uh, it, it, when you invest that $300, we're going to get you to try to spend all weekend with us. So we're hoping that you'll invest more. But when you invest that $300 and get that precious one team, we want you to have a good idea of what's happening when you walk in the room. I pre- I appreciate the term invest. I like it. <laughs> I like that. You should be in sales. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and we come back. I, I've got I got all kinds of questions about fantasy football because, uh, but we'll be right back. So this is with Farrell Elliott, owner and commissioner of the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship, on what should you ask? I never thought I'd need Social Security disability benefits, but I've been out of work for over a year now due to my medical condition. How do Social Security disability benefits even work? It's time to contact attorneys Farmer and Wright. They specialize in helping people just like you get the benefits they need. But I'm not even sure what to apply for. There are Social Security disability insurance benefits and supplemental security income. When you need to fill out your claim, talk to Farmer and Wright first. Go online to FarmerWright, that's right with a W, dot com. Welcome back. I'm Todd Farmer. And I'm Sam Wright. Thanks for joining us on What Should You Ask? Today, Farrell Elliott, owner and commissioner of the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship is with us, giving me an education in fantasy football and indulging Todd in his obsession. <laughs> you know, it's you mentioned it's really hard to not not draft your favorite player. So I was on a plane last night and I listened to about an hour and a half of Bill Simmons 
talk, who's kind of a fancy football junkie talking yes. about talking about players. So the funny thing about this is you can have a guy that Sam that's on a really bad team and may not be like a guy you'd think is one of the best, but he always gets you a bunch of points. Got it. So Farrell, who's your avatar? Who's your typical fantasy football player? The, the, they come in, our fantasy football team owners that come in and participate in the league. I'm glad you asked that because um, the one of the, this takes a lot of effort <laughs> to put together this event. And, and I'm standing up there on the stage and I'm looking out at the crowd. And uh, we had a uh, attorney. I look over and there's six guys standing together having a very animated conversation about fantasy football. The young attorney that uh, from here in Louisville that works for one of the major firms, you know, works hard and needs an outlet. There's a truck driver uh, from uh, the deep south. Uh, there's a guy that's a landscaper, mows yards for a living, and has all his life. There's a business executive, and there's a retiree. He, do you have many women playing fantasy football? Yes, yes, and and uh, yes, we do, and we've had. Uh, We've had a, a woman be our champion back in 2010. She won, um, she won the KFFSC that year. But we're bringing together people that ordinarily wouldn't have as many opportunities to associate. And our, our feeling in the room uh, is every year that it's a it's a reunion. We've got a real family. Uh, they're competitors, and uh, but but it's a real family event. And if someone's not there. People come up to me and say, where's this guy? Where's this person? You know, and we have some husband and wife teams. Yeah, that, that probably wouldn't that turn out. No, that wouldn't turn out well. <laughs> well, no, it, it, no. It, you never know. You never know. But, but one of them, um, it was so fascinating a few years ago. Uh, he made a pick and she got up, turned her chair where it, it, it would now where her back, she would no longer face him and her back was too Disgust. Him. Uh, yeah, it was just pure. It was it was so it, it was so funny. But they had played and sat at the table and worked together. And we, and we as far as typical players, we have a lot of guys that play as a partnership. You guys are a business partnership. Why don't you come and be a fantasy football partnership? You can draft your team. Spread together. the risk, right? Yeah, yeah, there you go. So, do you have frequent flyers like folks who have been in your league for years and years? Oh yeah, we've we've got a number of guys, and and you know after twenty years, you know I had to gave a little speech for our twentieth year at the event this year, and I I mentioned the fact that you know some of the some of the people that helped get us to where we are have, have played their part and gone on, and, and you know we miss them uh, terribly, but uh, the there's a lot of uh, people that are alive and well and here in the room and and. We intend to see them every year. How high would you draft Javante Williams? Oh, I would draft him. Uh, I would consider drafting him in the late first round. And if he's anywhere around in the middle of the second round and I'm pairing him with another elite player, either receiver or running back, I think I'm, all, I'm on my way to a championship. All right. What about Russell Wilson? Well, Russell Wilson, and, and this is, again, look at your rules. You're going to wait on quarterback. The key is, to, and I don't really care what the rules are, the key is to wait on quarterbacks because the differential between the very top point-scoring quarterback and your 11th and 12th point-scoring quarterback is not that much. So you would be better off 
to put your investment in um, a position player other than quarterback early in the draft. And so that takes us to Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, fantastic quarterback, uh, 8th to 10th rated quarterback in fantasy football right now with a very high ceiling. That would be a great situation. You're talking about two Broncos there. What you might want to do with that team is what's known in fantasy football as the stack. Add as many Broncos as you can to your roster, especially if it's a 20-player roster because uh, Broncos are likely to put some points on the board. The only problem with doing that, Sam, if you go pick all the players on your team, you go from the mountaintop to the ditch. Yeah, high highs <laughs> and high, low lows. High, high and low lows, depending on how the week well, goes. This know. is the year to do it because the the Broncos, Broncos have invested wisely over the past few years, yeah. and, and uh, they're, all of their players are climbing the board, from wide receiver Sutton to wide receiver Judy uh, to the, uh, the, the the tight end that I refer to as Uncle Albert because I can't readily pronounce his last Uncle name. Uncle Webinom. Very good, Jeff. Very good. <laughs> So last year, Farrell, my son was in fantasy football, and he was picking second or third overall, mm-hmm. and he drafted Christian McCafferty. Sure. Which and you and you know what happened. So you, you know mm-hmm. he does all of his research, drafts Christian McCaffrey, then the guy gets hurt in like week three and misses the rest of the season or whatever. So who's that guy out there? Who is that really great player that everybody knows about that you just wouldn't touch with a ten foot pole? Well, McCaffrey might be that player, considering that the last 64 games played by his team, that he's been active for 22 of them. And in fantasy football, I say availability is the best ability. And we say that in our law practice. (laughs) There you go. It's it's uh, and, and when you're in a situation like that, see, when your son took McCaffrey, the player in front of him, the player behind him is the superstar of the league as well. And so his cost benefit of drafting someone else was much in his favor to go to another player. But if you just love watching McCaffrey, and I'm sure your son didn't pay $300 to $2,000 for this entry fee, he wants to have his guys. And that element plays in high-stakes fantasy football. But I'm going to let someone else take that risk of a player that's an injury history, of a player that has got some age in him, of a player that is uh, perhaps working with a new coach or a new quarterback and, and perhaps they haven't gelled. It's important to realize that the NFL season is now 17 weeks, but most fantasy seasons are 11 to 12 weeks before the playoffs start. So you need to start quick and stay hot in fantasy. So who's your guy this year? Who's your guy mm-hmm. that you got to go get if you could? Oh, there's, there's so many of them. And it, it, uh, uh, Jamar Chase is a good middle of the first round draft pick. Uh, Justin Jefferson is an elite receiver with the Minnesota Vikings, and he has made statements that he expects to have uh, a year that would be uh, above and beyond what most wide receivers. And in, in, uh, he's going to max out much like Cooper Cup uh, did last year. A steady Eddie with a high percentage of increasing uh, in in both touchdowns and uh, rushing attempts uh, would be Austin Eckler with the Chargers. And everyone expects the Chargers to benefit from their new quarterback and the second year from their young quarterback and the second year uh, of the new coach. So you can make an argument for a lot of players. You cannot be wrong with drafting players in the first round uh, uh, unless you take an injury risk and that risk is significant. 
So it's really funny. The NFL, they do this big draft in the spring, and what they're really sure. selling, what they're selling is hope. Like, this mm-hmm. is the year my team finally turns it around. So they're selling hope. So who are the who's who's the hot rookie out there that you mm. think could blow up? Damian Pierce? Well, Damian Pierce now has a uh, has his the the red carpet has been rolled out for him uh, in Houston. Uh, you can now expect him to get 250 carries, catch a lot of balls, uh, be given the opportunity to grow with a team that really played well at the end of last year. They didn't win many games, but with their young quarterback uh, Davis Mills, they brought in uh, the old veteran receiver Cooks. They got some talent down there, and and so yeah. That's going to be very, very good for Damian Pierce. So Brees Hall is headed to the New York Jets, and that's not the greatest landing place, but there's a wonderful talent uh, that he provides in the league. We talked about Wondell Robinson, uh, who will move into Brian Dayball's offense, uh, who came over from the offensive coordinator from the Bills. And anyone who watched Buffalo Bills will remember what Cole Beasley did as a 33-year-old wide receiver who could, really couldn't run. Uh, very well last year, and uh, now you take Wondell Robinson, who's all about movement and running, and he's going to play that role in the offense. So there's a player that is a double-digit draft pick that that could have a, a high profile, and you know could go on and on. He's a young talent that comes into the league, and some of them are challenged, some of them hit the wall. You know, it's a longer season than they've ever played before, but the challenge is usually mental. Okay, well, this has been really informative. Farrell, if someone wants to get a hold of you and they wanted to join online, how would they do that? They should go to kffsc.com. There's a landing page there that will summarize the aspects of what we do, and they should open an account. And uh, when they open an account, They'll be eligible to see the remaining leagues that are available. We have leagues open uh, Saturday of this week, and we hope that they'll continue to fill through the weekend and a couple next week. It's, it shuts down for us real soon uh, for the year. But we'll, when you open an account, even if you don't play something, we'll know who you are, and we can communicate with you for what we'll be doing uh, throughout the year and in 2023. Well, listen, thank you to Farrell Elliott, owner and commissioner of the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. We'll provide we'll provide uh, the link to your website um, as well as other information in our show notes um, for folks looking to join one of your leagues. So, Farrell, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. See you later, Farrell. Thanks, guys. If you like what you've heard, make sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to where you listen to podcasts. If you loved what you heard, then leave us a review where you listen and tell anybody that we're at whatshouldyouask.live, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Every Wednesday, we ask what should you ask about life topics, so make sure you come back to hear about what we're asking. What Should You Ask is hosted by Todd Farmer and Sam Wright. The producer is Jennifer Caldwell. Visit whatshouldyouask.live to download additional episodes, suggest a future topic, or get a free book from the host.
The information provided on this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered as legal advice on any subject matter. You should not act or refrain from acting based on any content mentioned without seeking legal or other professional advice in your area. The hosts, guests, and sponsors remove themselves from all liability for actions you take or fail to take based on any content in this broadcast.